this. Okay. Leave meeting. Done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I changed my mind. I don't want to play anymore. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. Hey, Ohana. Welcome to this week's episode of the Married to a Disney Attic podcast. We are your hosts, Matt. And Crystal. And this is show number 17. We're excited to be back after our two-week holiday break. We hope all of you had a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, and we want to wish all of you a very Happy New Year. With 2023 officially in the books, we thought our first episode of 2024, we'd take a minute to look back on some of the major things that happened in the Disney World, Disneyland, Disney in general, universe um, this past year. And to help us do that, we, of course, had to bring some familiar friends along for the ride. Joining us today, we have our good friend, Johanna, back at the show. Hey, Johanna. Hello, Ohana. How are you? Happy New Year. How was Happy your Christmas? New Year. It was, was it wonderful. Yeah, it was a very Disney Christmas. <laughs> good. I love to hear that. We also have Jim Smith back on the show with us today. Happy New Year, Jim. How have you been doing? Yeah, Happy New Year, guys. Been doing very well. Thank you. We uh, just barely got uh, ready for Christmas in time, and uh, it's gone in a flash. And here we are already looking forward to 2024 and back at 2023. It's crazy how quickly it goes. It's so fast. Too fast. It goes by too fast. Oh, I yeah. Love the Christmas time is my favorite time of year, and I'm so excited in November and December. And then, yes. like, this week, I'm like, I'm holding on for dear life. Yes. And next week I go into my depression. We've I'm, almost decided yeah. that Thanksgiving is now your favorite because it starts Our everything. Favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. Yeah. And yeah. I hate letting Christmas go. I'll, I'll sort of string along a little bit of Christmas music into early to mid January. And I finally yeah. like unwillingly, I start to let it go in the middle of the month. So <laughs> That's yeah. Our plan too. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely our plan. I mean, I play Christmas music in July, so I'm maybe not a good person to chime in on this. Well, well, so we we do participate in Christmas in July, but for those of you wondering who that mysterious voice may have been, mysterious. <laughs> wrapping up our crew for today's episode, we have the world's biggest supporter of the Muppets Christmas Carol with us. This is Everyone... true. This is true. Hi, guys. <laughs> Say hello to Stuart. Happy New Year, Stuart. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys, <laughs> and Ohana. Yeah, no, Muppets Christmas Carol is the best adaptation of the Christmas Carol um, story written by Charles Dickens, and you should all watch it. And if you haven't watched it, you can re you can watch the whole thing on Disney Plus now because they found that missing scene. <laughs> they got it. <laughs> what was the missing scene? I don't remember that. Uh, don't it's know a what song. That so okay. when Scrooge was in the past, there's a song, I think, I think it's called love is gone or something like that. Uh, okay. Love is back. It's, it's actually a really cool song. Um, and you may be going, I, I remember seeing that. Well, the problem was they lost it. And when they did the high res transfer to <laughs> 4k, they couldn't have it. And now they found it and it's on Disney plus, but it's in this. It's amazing feature. how some things okay. can get lost. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand sometimes, but I guess it happens. We, I know where I grew up, our town supposedly lost a full skeleton of a woolly mammoth. 
<laughs> don't know how you lose that, but they lost it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it doesn't exactly go in a box in the corner of a room, you know, unless but it's the like the Indiana Jones warehouse but, or something. Right, right. But at least they found the Muppet Christmas Carol scene. They haven't found the Woolly Mammoth yet, but they found the Christmas Carol scene. So we're good there. Maybe, maybe the person that found the song can go look for the Woolly Mammoth. Right. Yeah. What's funny about it is it probably did go in a box in the corner. Yeah. And and it's probably honestly still in the town's hall basement. And Somewhere. they're like, no one knows. You know, it's in that one corner that no one's looked in for 30 years. <laughs> or it's just such a big box. Nobody wants to be the guy to have to move it. Like, uh, right. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you all back on our show to help us ring in the new year and kind of reflect on some of the events that really stood out to us this past year. We'll be chatting about mostly about Walt Disney World, but we'll touch upon a few other things in the parks, cruise line, movies, shows, and the company itself. Right. So why don't we all start off with, you know, the thing that we're all are a fan of and the thing that we talk about most on the show, that's Walt Disney World, because I feel like that is where we did see a lot of uh, big things happen, especially to uh, that affects people like us, fans of going to that park in particular, so the one that we'll start off and then we're gonna let you guys kind of run free as well. We thought maybe we'll go park by park. It might be the uh, the easiest way to do that. But kind of on a larger scale, one of the things that we did see happen in 2023 is the 50th anniversary, which began in 2022, uh, actually ended in 2023. And it was quickly followed up by the beginning of the 100th anniversary celebration of the company. Uh, in a lot of the parks. So we did see that happen uh, this past year. The 100th anniversary is still going on. Uh, it's going to go on into 2024. I don't think it's as big as the 50th anniversary in Walt Disney World just because it is more of a widespread company-wide type of celebration rather than specific to the park. But that is something that is going on. Have any of you been, did any of you get to go to the 50th or been there during the 100th yet? I've I went to both. I mean, not that day. Um, I don't, I don't do that kind of a crowd. Um, <laughs> so, but during, during the, uh, the celebration, I went, I've been to both. And the 50th, 50th was just so, um, you know, it was obviously Disney world specific and it just seemed like there was a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of celebration around that mm. um and the hundredth is obviously throughout the whole company so it, you know it, it is a little bit different feel um i'd like to get out to see disneyland and see if there is a difference um in how they're celebrating the hundredth compared to disney world right yeah I mean, they, there oh, are so ahead. many uh, yeah there there's just i think we're getting to the point where they're where Disney in general has been around long enough that there's going to continue to be a new thing to celebrate. So like we had the 50th for Walt Disney World. We have the 100th for the company. Mickey's going to be 100 in a couple of years. Well, he and, looks good for his age, Jim. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. <laughs> and, you know, we went to Walt Disney World back in February. And to be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't remember if it was the 50th or the 100th. That was sort of the prominent thing at the time that they, they were kind of feeling like they were bleeding together for me. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I know there was stuff. I want to say it was the 50th still. 
And uh, when did the hundred start? Is that oh, just late, a little later in this year? I think it was a little later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, it was still fiftieth. Oh well, that's when we were there. So yeah, I guess it really could have been either one. It's almost like the Epcot festivals, right? They kind of all they bleed together. One ends and another <laughs> begins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely saw these celebrations. It's great. It, it adds a little bit something to it. I know there was a big debate about wanting more for the fiftieth or more, you know, for the hundredth. But it's just something that's there in the in the background to kind of recognize the milestones that the park and the company are kind of hitting. Now, when we're talking about Walt Disney World, right, it's the biggest of the parks around the world. And there is, in order to make this a little bit, you know, maybe more cohesive, I think that it might be best if we just break it down by park, right? So we'll save Magic Kingdom for last. That's the, uh, you know, the the Grand Poobah, as they say. So let's start with uh, Crystal's favorite park. We'll head over to Epcot. I love Epcot. Was there uh, so I'm gonna let Crystal do this because I know somebody else will steal it and she'll be very upset. I'm gonna let her <laughs> talk about the one thing that really stood out in 2023 for her in Epcot, and then we'll we'll pass it over. The return of Figment. <laughs> I had a feeling. She's crying. <laughs> I'm cry. I cried ugly tears when not even when I hugged him. It was more when Well, no, you held it together at first. When you I went did. up with Lincoln and Landry, you held it together and then you're like, Can can I get a picture with him? And so I took the boys and then whew. Yeah. It was I it was rough because it's been something that I've been anxious about for so long. I know so many of the Figment fans, we wanted him to come back, but we really want a change to the ride and um, Dreamfinder to return. So that's kind of our hope. And it was nice meeting him and in the back seeing the tribute to Dreamfinder on his um the background um but then we also got to see him come out of the rainbow tunnel which was really awesome to see the return of that as well um yeah i mean so for those of you listening if you don't know exactly where this is as soon as you get off of what i call the worst ride in the world and what crystal loves and it's oh, the best yeah. ride in the world it's not a great ride this is, this is really what started the married to a disney addict making fun of you instagram page it was her dragging me onto the ride i would post she would there's pictures one of the centerpieces at our, our wedding was me like sitting in front of the ride with my hands and like my face in my hands crying that she was making me go on it so it, it is as soon as you get off the ride which is the best part of the ride and you see oh, that, harsh. That, that uh he hates the ride yeah i couldn't tell <laughs> I, I like the ride because she likes the ride but if it was just me going mm. on it i wouldn't be going on it you, you know you uh, haven't mentioned which ride it is yet you know that right journey into imagination <laughs> i mean just saying figman people should know when you get so when you get off the ride that's where they're located it, if you were there previously it's where wreck it ralph was meeting uh people they still have another character greet over there uh while figment was out joy was over in the corner figment definitely had a bigger line than joy uh from inside out had but you can go take your picture and yeah he has the rainbow tunnel and there's like a little cartoon playing in the background and yeah so i she mean was journey to about that journey to imagination has been around forever i'm surprised you guys haven't done a full show dedicated to just talking about figment 
So I want to be on that if you ever do. We may count do me one. in. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be led by Crystal more than me. <laughs> Matt's but just we, sitting there we, like this the whole time. Yeah, you'll hear me weeping slowly in the background. <laughs> the title of the episode would be a petition for the return of the original ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone here has been on the original version. I have kind of some vague memories of it before it became the Eric Idle version that no one liked. Uh, you know the original version and i i think that's why i love the i don't love love the current version but i think i love what i remember about the original version there's enough of that in the current version that i it's it's for me it's a little more nostalgia than the value of the current version of of the attraction the second half of the current version yeah yeah basically what the old ride in a sense was on the another podcast uh i had the opportunity to interview um ron schneider who is the original dream finder yeah and he too agrees with many of the, the figment fans that would like to see the return yeah of the uh of the original but yes we'll have to do a whole episode on on figment but he is there i know that was the thing that you really would want to talk about there's a few other character meet and greets that started in epcot you could see mirabelle you can see moana as well um but those are really figment i think was the uh the big one that everyone was kind of waiting for. Stuart, did anything that happened in Epcot stand out to you? I mean, aside from the mile and a half long line for the figment popcorn bucket. <laughs> oh man, I forgot that. That was, was this year. year. Was that, oh. that was also this year? I thought that, that was, was 2022. I thought it was the year before. It might've been remember. the year before. We're yeah. all old. It, they blend together. It's the uh, line is still going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the 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 walls coming down and i haven't actually been there to see them but i mm. you know i will i will stalk people's live stream on tiktok um all the time and i think that's cuz i can't remember being to epcot without the walls being up <laughs> right it has yeah. been and that there's, long there's still definitely some walls up but there's not as many uh, yeah. so it's yeah. was it the gardens neighborhood so right there, they're kind of redoing the whole idea of the front half of Epcot where there's these different neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And I believe the section that's open is the the garden section. And that's where you'll find some of the other stuff that we have on our list that, that opened up. There's the Journey of Water, uh, which is the Moana attraction, which we actually got to do on our, our recent visit. And I thought it was going to be super boring. Because oh, yeah? I was like, you're just walking. It's just, it's not like a real attraction. It's uh you're walking along a path and it's kind of telling you the the journey of water, like the water cycle. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, that's that edutainment that we talked about on a past episode, Stuart, where they're, they're mm-hmm. teaching you something and they're trying to make it fun. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. It could have been something cooler. And then we went and did it. And I was like, this is actually a lot of fun. Uh, Lincoln got a kick out of it. Like he would have stayed, stayed in there for at least a half an hour playing in all the different sections because at each stage of the water cycle, they have you do something where you're interacting with water. And it's like, I guess they have sensors and stuff everywhere. So you're like, you pick your hand up and water shoots out or oh, there's wow. one where you can make like these huge waves and like everybody lines up. And if you work together, the wave gets bigger. And it was, a, it was a lot it, of fun. Is it all connected to your magic band? Uh, no, I don't think you need your no, magic band. It's like just sensors, sensors for your hands and stuff. So the cameras and the sensors. Yeah. Like mo- motion at. sensor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there That's were impressive. like 
places for you to step on. So like a weight sensor as well to tell mm-hmm. that there was a person there and you would jump on it and it would. Um, now cool. we also played in that section while, while it was raining. So we're saying that it was fun and we were there during rain. So I can only imagine on a hot day, on a hot day, it's probably going to be super packed and crowded and you're probably going to want to avoid it. But um, But it was was, a lot of fun. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Landry liked it. Lincoln obviously loved it. So what I, what I liked about that, what I like about the idea of that is that it is that infotainment, you know, as well as the fig, the figment, love and stuff like body (laughs) wars and stuff like living with the land and the front half and even world showcase is all about like connecting to the world around you it's not escaping to fantasy world or whatever fantasy land and that's one of the reasons i love epcot um is because it is connecting to you know whether it's the countries or your imagination or water i mean right uh, yeah, I, I do. I feel like Epcot has gotten f- so far away from that edutainment that it's nice mm-hmm. to see a, something fresh and new come back that harkens back to that old yeah. kind of the the idea of of what Epcot was at the beginning. Yep, and it, and you know I know everybody doesn't like the idea of oh IP shouldn't be coming into the parks, but they I think this blends a really good mixture of like what you're saying, Jim. That original intent of Epcot being. Mm-hmm. you're going to have fun, but we're going to teach you as well. And it's not maybe connected directly to IP to this new idea of we need to bring the IP and we need to have our characters here. So that way it connects to the kids that are there and journey to journey of water. But I think does a great job because it's not overly like Moana, right? You don't see a Maui animatronic and they're not playing the songs with them singing over and over again. It's literally just like, this is kind of the world you get to see uh at the end, right? The big green mountain statue lady. Uh, she's there, but there's really no, they don't have like animatronic. It's cool. It was really good. I like that one. I was pleasantly it's subtle. Right. The Moana I, Moana meet and greet is right outside of it. So you do the Moana meet and greet and then you can go right in. You can avoid the Moana meet and greet if you don't want to. Um, but that's you know where she was. Johanna, what about you? Anything in Epcot stand out? Um, you know, it's like walking on the surface of the sun on some days. So I really do think that Journey of Water has is one of the greatest <laughs> things they've added recently. Um, I also think that um, I've heard a lot of parents you know, with kids or, or people with, you know, special needs, autistic or whatever, say that there's not a lot of places that are quieter. Um, Sensory friendly. Right. And I, I, I mean, I haven't been through it. I saw it, but I haven't been through it because I'm not a pass holder. So they would not allow me. I tried, but they wouldn't let me in. Um, but I, I'm imagining that that would be a great place, uh, you know, if your kid is just wound for sound, <laughs> as right. you would be at Disney World, that would be a, a great place to take your kid to kind of wind down a little bit and, and just play. Yeah, if, if you can get there when it's not super crowded, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else do we have? What else happened in Epcot this year, uh, Jim? Does anything stand out that you're like, "Hey, this is worthy of talking about"? A couple. Uh, number one, the the barges are gone. 
<laughs> and I, <laughs> I think the, those, <laughs> those have been met with a huge applause. I think that those are now gone. I did not get to, again, I was there in February. They were still there when I was there. Right. Uh, so I haven't gotten to see, you know, it, it, as it was before, but that's kind of exciting and open so that back up a still, bit. We will say that there is still a platform out there. They don't, um, we didn't notice it going in and out like the old way, like how they used to do with illuminations. Illuminations, the, the world water. would come in. Right. There is, there was, it was out there. Now, I don't know if it was because of the weather. I don't know exactly why it may go in and out. If it doesn't mm -hmm. and it stays out there, it does have a much lower profile than the Stargate and the tacos had. So you can kind of see across and it doesn't yeah. really, you know, uh, mess up that eye line, that sight line as much. Mm -hmm. But you're talking about uh, basically the new nighttime show, Luminous. The mm -hmm. Symphony of Us, which started this past year. Started in October, November. Yeah. Did you guys get to see that? We, we did. did. Mixed How emotions it? on it. Mixed emotions. Okay. That's what I've heard from others. Right. Yeah. I So I don't get as um, emotional, I guess, <laughs> as some other people like Crystal. When it comes to the fireworks, I enjoy fireworks for the, the, the pyrotechnics and things like that. I will say that. I wasn't a huge fan of Harmonious uh, because I felt like some of the technical stuff didn't work the way they thought it was going to work. Uh, with with the one that happened in between, was that Forever? Epcot Forever? I thoroughly enjoyed Epcot Forever for the simple fact that it began with Walt. Like when the show starts, you hear Walt Disney speaking, and I feel like we need more of that in Walt Disney World and mm -hmm. all of the parks. We need more of the man. Um, so Luminous didn't have that. So I was a little upset. I was really mm -hmm. hoping that maybe they would have kept that aspect to it, but the show itself was entertaining. Uh, I do prefer the, the lower profile barge. It's out in the middle. They had some really cool pyrotechnic, you know, things and displays for us to enjoy. I also think that in order to really appreciate these shows, you have to have a good spot because they're designed uh, in a way that you can really enjoy it from anywhere, but if you want the full experience, you have to kind of be like looking dead on. You don't want trees in your way. You don't want to be standing three people deep behind a garbage can trying to watch the show. So I, I told Crystal after we left, I was like, I feel like the next time we go down, we should try to get like that, you know, that 830 um, reservation at Rose and Crown where you're sitting right on the water and you can watch it and enjoy it. So I'm going to save my my final opinion of the show until we do something like that. But it was, I think it was better than Harmonious. Okay. And I, I'm jury still out over here. I, like Matt mentioned, we were a couple people deep, so we didn't get the full effects of it. It's not as in the sky it's more of a light show and um it just it didn't do it for me and i i liked epcot forever i liked harmonious i didn't mind um enchanted over in magic kingdom i'm a wishes kind of gal so i like i like the story with the fireworks and I just didn't get that from Luminous, unfortunately. And that disappointed me because I really expected to like it. But to your point, Jim, one of the best aspects of Luminous is that those barges are gone. And yeah. you can see across the lagoon once again. You could see all of World Showcase, which I did thoroughly enjoy. I didn't like yeah. 
when we had to go and you're trying to take a picture from like the America Pavilion, and you're trying to get Spaceship Earth in the background, and then all of a sudden you're like, "What's this giant yeah. like screen in the middle of the water behind?" Yeah. You? So you're yeah, trying to I... have the person in the way of the screen so that you don't right. see the screen, and it'd be trying to disguise things. Right. <laughs> what I will say about Luminous is, if it was put in Animal Kingdom with the in the stadium section where the water is, they had a nighttime show there for a while. I feel like I might appreciate it and like it a little bit more. Well, they'd have to change the show, though, because there is, like, I know you said there's a lot of lasers, but there is a significant, it is a fireworks show. It they is. Can't do and that. they can't do that over mm-hmm. in, but for Epcot, I just prefer more fireworks and less show, if that makes sense, the on the bottom, just because you have of. To get a good spot. Yeah. You have to, if, yeah. if you want to, those of you listening, if you want to really enjoy Luminous, you got to do the whole get there early, get a spot yeah. before you can't just like we just walked up. We're like, well, we're doing other stuff. We're only here for a day. So we'll just find yeah. wherever we can. You have to get up a little bit closer. Yeah. Something that did give me a good feel that was the change was the Dreamers Point statue, which yeah. I know there is mixed reviews on that. Um, Just oh. because I don't because of how long it took. It took so long for us to get a garden is what a lot of people are saying. But I. I had fields there. There's so much more that went into that whole area. They had to take away what was there. They had to re-basically do that entire area. And it's it's not just that specific spot. They had to make sure that whatever they did there was able to open up to what was next to it on both sides, right? So if they did that right away, well, sure, they could have put a statue in pretty quickly. But who's going to walk a mile that way around the wall to turn back around to walk into where yeah. the garden is. Like they had to wait till everything was open. I I loved it. I It's like, it's literally like, so when they first announced it, I thought it was going to be a huge statue. You're right. You did. I thought, I thought it was going to be like this monument, like the, the Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln, yeah. Right? And I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> sure. He gets a giant statue. It's his company. Fine. But it's not like that at all. Uh, it's which would have been kind of weird because people like sitting next to it just be like next to his knee or something. I don't know. <laughs> but when you when you take the picture, it literally looks like he just walked into the park. He found a quiet spot to sit down, and he's just looking out over the rest of the park. And you get the chance to just go sit right next to Walt. So yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's like the perfect embodiment of Walt, though. Right. Yeah. Is right. that he walked into the park, he sat down, and is just looking. I mean, so that's... some of the comments are that he's not centerized yeah. with space right. spaceship right. Earth, that he's to off side. to the side. But for me, that's where he should be. He that's should be off to side. Right. Like no one's going to go and sit down right in the center unless all the seats are taken. The fact that he is just off to the like off to the left a little bit. And, you know, he just has these four little lights that shine up at him. It's it's perfect. I loved it. Yeah. Are you and I saying, love Crystal, that people on the internet are complaining about nothing? People <laughs> on the internet complain about everything. <laughs> they complain Can you believe about, it? Right now, they're complaining about toilet paper. I'm sorry. Again? Stop. <laughs> about the back? toilet paper that Walt Disney World gives you. So it's too thin. Mm. <laughs> oh, gosh. It doesn't have Mickey, Mickey heads in Boston. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so that section, it gave me the feels. I liked that there's the garden in front of him. So he's behind it. So you don't even, it's not like the partner statue in Magic Kingdom. 
you don't even really know it's there unless you go and find it. Right, because you have to kind of go up like a ramp to like kind of get around to it, which is kind of cool. The, the, and I like it. I like that it's there. I like the lighting in the ground. They embedded. Yeah, uh, the, like the four yeah. little. Like no, the the long. Oh, you know, the down in the garden. Yeah, down in the cool. garden. That was kind of a, you know, an homage to the original. Right. Yeah. That's so one of the things I love about Epcot is like the the lighting and the kind yeah. of in the walking areas. It's been in different places right there used to be the little kind of fiber optic dots here and there and other yes, designs yes, and so yes i love it kind those. of brings that back yeah that's fun yeah all right so uh, just real quick uh some of the other things you guys could chime in if if you have anything to say about them but ducktales world showcase adventure finally opened because i feel like they had announced that a while ago uh and it, it finally opened this past year so if you liked those it used to be kim possible and then there was a Phineas and Ferb one. Yeah, the Phineas and Ferb one. That was fun. But right, so I will say that it, it it takes a long time. Like some yeah. of those things are like you go there and you do you almost can't do other things. Right. It's good for that. I think it's better for locals to give yeah. them something to do yeah. who are yeah. or the long annual pass. Yeah, you're if you're going to Epcot three times exactly, during your trip. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um but it's DuckTales. It is. I'm DuckTales. so excited that it's DuckTales. <laughs> I love DuckTales. Are you are you are you guys a now okay. Are you guys the original. a new DuckTales? Original. Or, DuckTales. Or... Original. Original. We're 90s kids. I didn't, I didn't mind yeah. the remake so much. I liked seeing DuckTales again, but it pales in comparison to the original DuckTales. So it's funny. My kids are being like, let's watch DuckTales. And I'm like, okay. So I put on yeah, our the old the one. Real, the real I DuckTales. may even put on the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because the movie's great. <laughs> and were they disappointed that you put on your your old what version? Well, they're they're teenagers now, so they just go whatever, Dad. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Does the new uh, version have Launchpad in it? Yes, yes, he is in yes. it. Okay, he is in it. I mean, we were watching the Doctor Who special, and my oldest goes, "Um, I think that's Scrooge," and I went, "Huh." And then we looked it up, and sure enough, and it, was, it was there. You go, David Tennant. So, um, what what else? In another thing that I'm excited about was the short run at oh. Soren over California. Had that limited return. I never understood yeah. why. I don't know how much of the change it takes to to go back and forth, but I don't know why they can't go back and forth. Like why? Like they ha yeah. they have multiple theaters, so like why can't one be? Doing the new version of Sword and one be doing the Soren over California at all times. And then they even if they don't want like long lines in one or the other, they can just randomly assign people and you don't know which one you're gonna get. And then I like that idea. idea. I like a surprise once in a while, right? you know. You're like, oh, which one am I gonna get? Am I gonna get yeah. Soren over California? Like I think that'd be really cool if they did something like that. It but yeah, they did come back for a short run. It's all drones. I mean, why can't they <gasps> add a third one? Oh, oh, right. right. oh. It, is time. it is time, yeah. especially since you know the Eiffel Tower is and that would you know, I think just, that would make it you so gotta much be more... straight in the middle. I've got pictures yeah. and and he and Eiffel Tower is straight, and people there didn't believe go. me, and I'm like, you gotta be right in the you middle. Gotta be in the middle, on the top. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. The yeah. All I the years I've been going there, it happened once. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I do get a kick out of the Eiffel Tower being completely curved <laughs> and misshapen. Yeah. I think that's part of the charm of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the, um, I think it was over California where they hit the golf ball. And if you're to the side, he completely yeah. split it. It's just it's like yeah. it's not even coming towards me. It's going all the like yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so Soren saw that. Um the only other thing that we saw, and we haven't been there yet, uh, but a lot of people have been talking about it, and it's food, because we haven't talked about food yet. Uh it's the new uh restaurant in the Japan pavilion called I think it's called Shikisa. Shikisa, something that like that. Right to me. It's like a like a new sushi place that apparently is if you like sushi, which I do not. Crystal enjoys sushi. Love sushi. Uh, it is the place to go uh, if you enjoy that. So that did open over at Epcot. Was there anything else that you guys uh, remember, thought of, had on your lists, or did was it, those were kind of like the main ones? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of any others. That's about oh. it. And Guardians yeah, but, opened last year, right? I mean, that yeah. we yeah. that was our first time doing it, so but uh, it was Long such a blast, Guardians. but it's not brand new. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's hop fun. on our little, uh, let's go through the International Gateway in the back and hop on the boat, and let's take a quick little ride over to Hollywood Studios. Not as much going on over at Hollywood Studios, I think, uh, that especially that when we talk about Epcot and, and Magic Kingdom a little bit later, but... There were a few things that happened. There's a big thing that happened that a lot of people saw. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but because we did just end on food, let's start on food. Because Hollywood Studios did get a much-needed sit-down restaurant. It's one of the parks where I feel like they don't have enough locations to, to eat. And I think what they put in is perfect. It, it's something that they didn't have. It's something that a lot of kids, I think, will enjoy as well. And that's Woody's Rodeo Roundup Barbecue. So they built that right over by the entrance of Toy Story Land where the big statue of Woody is. If you see him, you make that right. It's right there. It's a uh, family-style barbecue dinner. They give you the sides. They bring out the skillets. They It's kind of all you can eat. Well, they'll keep bringing out whatever you want. But it's, it is a little bit different because you pick like – there's like eight options for sides, and you pick like three of them. There's like two different options or three different options for which skillet you want. Uh, and then they just bring out a bunch of desserts for people to uh, to eat. And the desserts are like in little mason jars. It's yeah. really cute. Mm -hmm. I will note that if you have a picky eater in your family, this is not the location for you. Lincoln is the pickiest eater on the planet. Which Stuart uh, will debate us on. But uh, yes. Okay. So Stuart has a very picky eater. We have a very picky eater. Lincoln literally eats chicken nuggets from McDonald's and that's like it. Um, so we, we struggle with food. At, uh, everybody else enjoyed it. Everyone else enjoyed it. Yeah. So basically I'm just saying that if you have a picky eater, make sure check the menu, check first, the menu before you go in. Um, Did any of you get the chance to eat there yet or no? Is it on your no, list? No, that yes, because that yeah. I, I love barbecue food, yeah. and that just sounds yeah. so fun to me. Like the the seeing the menus of what's what's offered sounds great. They do uh, they do this fun thing where like Lincoln loved this. There's like announcements that come over, and it's like, oh, Andy's coming, and everybody has to freeze. So the servers are like in the middle of the yeah. aisle, frozen, and the and, guests and get, everybody freeze. Does. Everyone like, freeze. Oh, that's see, like the dads. That's, that's cool. That's a lot of fun. And then it's like the army men, right? They, right. Like, all clear, and everybody's like, ah, and they're like eating again. Yeah. It's so funny. Lincoln kept like listening for it and would get in these weird poses and hold it. <laughs> until they made the announcement <laughs> that he had to freeze and we're like buddy you're freezing way too long yeah. but he loved it 
he didn't love the food. We loved the food, but he loved the experience. Loved the experience yeah. So we recommend it. There was yeah. um, another experience that happened in Hollywood Studios a little bit more recently because it was for the holiday season. They have a new nighttime special ticketed holiday event type thing. Uh, I guess this is Hollywood Studios answer to Magic Kingdom's uh, very Merry Christmas party. It is definitely not on the same level from what I've heard, but it is a, a new nighttime, like I said, holiday special ticketed event. It's called Jollywood Nights. It was the first year they did this. Uh, it opened to mixed reviews. Some people said they loved it. Some people said, "What? there's not much here for us. We want to see more. Disney kind of responded rather quickly by trying to fill in some of that by saying, okay, let's put some rare uh, character meet and greets out and let's give a little bit more to the party. We think that it'll probably be back next year. It'll probably have more to it. I'm sure Disney will listen to some of that feedback that guests had, but that is another special ticketed event which i would have gone to if it was just me and crystal uh it probably wasn't the best event for kids because there was a lot of like music and shows and like specialty cocktails stuff that kids aren't gonna really be that into or shouldn't it be sounds that. like this is disney's response to the adults looking for something to for do. themselves right. or yeah. for, for the you know either childless or people who can Part from her, their kids for a little Walk bit. Kids off on yeah. grandparents, when <laughs> which is what we do. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, did I, any of you I go really, to Hollywood? I, um, I didn't. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm I plan on saving up a little yeah. extra money. Um, I love, if you know me at all, I love vintage classic Disney. And I will be the one that's dressed for the occasion. Yeah, that's um, how I would do it. I would dress I would up. Absolutely. And yep. The glitz My, and the glamour. Yeah, that sounds like yep. do it all, do go all the way. To see that, that and I, I believe that. Dress. Yeah, I believe that. I'll, I'll use an example of like the Festival of the Arts. The first couple of years, it wasn't really a big deal. Now it's it's become it's come into its own um and i i think jollywood nights is going to be the same thing i think that it's going to be a a much bigger better version of itself um and it's nice that it gives you an option um to mickey's very merry mm -hmm. christmas yeah. um the more options the better um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, yeah. to, I'm, I'm trying to plan a trip now, um, for, for next Christmas time next year. So do it. I love, I never see, but I, I get it. People will complain and, and have whatever they want, but whenever Disney adds something, especially when they add something without taking something away or replacing it, I don't complain about it. Jollywood Nights did not replace anything. It didn't, it didn't, they didn't say, oh, well, we're going to take this from you in order to give you this. It's a whole new thing that they offered to guests. Yes, they charge you for it. Yes, it's kind of expensive, but it won. If it's not for you, then you don't buy the ticket and you don't go to it. If it is yeah. for you, then you just go and enjoy a new experience for what it is and you have fun. So, you know, maybe we'll be going next year again without the kids, but. I was excited to see that come and Disney kind of say, Hey, let's, let's add something. Let's do something new. 
Mm-hmm. Would you go to Mickey's? What's the other one? What's the Christmas? Mickey's party? very merry Christmas. Party. Yeah, yeah. Would you take the the boys to that one? Yeah, we, we did. did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and okay. they Lincoln stayed up the entire time until the last like half hour, because we st- we stayed until after during the. Oh, like right a- before right before the second parade came through, we snuck out um just because we didn't want to endure the transportation. Yeah. Um but we got our money's worth out of that. We got our cookies, we got on our rides, we met the characters that we wanted to meet. Parade, the fireworks. We yeah. I I recommend taking that's a family they two, event. They had two stage shows. Yeah. Yeah. If your kids can stay up, yeah. It's right. definitely worth I wouldn't it. plan something the next morning. I would right. take a small morning. Yeah. Um, which it's is what defin- we did. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, there's definitely a strategy to going to those events if you have kids. I mean, you've got to cool it maybe even the morning of, sleep a little late. Don't plan an early day the day after. Like, right. you know, plan a resort day. There's ways to make it work and so that you just have to rally to stay up for that event and then you can kind of rest right. up a little bit on the back end. Did so, you guys do uh sorry, did you guys do a full day before going into that Jolly Wouldn't or the very We did because yeah. we were only there for the weekend. Right, right. You know, right. it was a very quick trip. So, so what we, we did was we we did all the rides the first half. Mm-hmm. So that way we didn't have to do the rides during the party. Uh we just did all the party stuff and enjoyed it. I must it. note Good. that we also we entered the park at like ten o'clock. Yeah, we yeah. we let the kids sleep until nine right, because okay. that's when they were waking up anyway. We grabbed um a snack uh croissant actually at the hotel. We ate it on the ride. So we, you know, we weren't there completely from rope drop. Right. But we were there still right. basically for the day to to do everything. Yeah. So like like we said, there's not much at Hollywood Studios. There was one more thing which is close by, and Jim, you were you were mentioning it before we started recording. Uh, you know, if you want to jump into it, but this oh, is yeah. somewhat connected to Hollywood Studios. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was a huge, a huge thing when it happened when the the Galactic Star Cruiser closed. And I mean, so this sad. was so it, it was. I I wanted to do it. I didn't have five Me grand. Too. You yeah. know, and, and a lot of people didn't have five grand to do it. But for those who got to do it, it's an amazing Star Wars immersive experience. And, you know, it wasn't even open two years. It was open, what, a year and a half, a year and change, something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, it's it's it was sad. It's, you know, Disney takes these big shots, right, as a company or Walt Disney as a person. And, you know, this was so many people gloat not so many but you know you'll always find the people that will gloat at the failure of something mm. and it and it's really sad but you know disney has taken big shots at other things and failed and bounced back with something even better I mean, you could almost look at jollywood nights open to yeah. not as a failure but as it definitely needs improvement i mean heck, disneyland opened and black sunday was this whole bad press <laughs> and the next day they started to make you know walt disney lost oswald the lucky rabbit because of you know bad business decision and it was a huge failure and he came bounces back with mickey right so the the star cruiser closing was a bummer but yeah, something will so rise from its place you know yeah, and, and mentioning it will be, rumors yeah. of using that space for something so yeah i hope it's still star wars related because i wanted to do it um i would mm-hmm. have done it 
but Lincoln wasn't old enough to do all of the experiences, like mm -hmm. the lightsaber training, you had to be a certain age. So I was like, if I'm going to do it, I want Lincoln to go with me and I want him to be able to do everything. So we were going to wait till he was of age to to do everything. Yeah. And we didn't get that shot. So there you go. Yeah. If you ever want to do something, mm -hmm. just do it, guys. <laughs> yeah. I think Disney, that it was just before it's time. Disney does not waste good ideas. And right. I, I think that was a good idea. It may not have been very profitable. It was, you know, we're coming off the end of the pandemic. Not a lot of, not a lot of extra five thousand dollars, you know, sitting arounds. <laughs> but I, I can't imagine. I mean, if you think about the cruise, if you think about what they want to do with immersive experiences, I can't imagine a situation where that's not, you know, five years, ten years yeah. down the road. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think it needs to be this was such a niche project. Star right. Wars is not a niche. Right. But Star Wars is a subsection of Disney. But then within Star Wars, it was entirely geared towards the sort of the newer stories. Right. Those mm -hmm. those sequel trilogies, which is not what everyone loves. Some people like them. But, um, you know, it, it had almost zero of the original Star Wars, unless you count Chewie because he's kind of, you know, or, or C-3PO, you know, the characters that kind of bleed over between the two. But it just it wasn't everyone's thing. So you had to be a real hardcore Star Wars fan mm -hmm. of that specific part of Star Wars and have the money to want to do yeah. it. And it just, you know, and it, you add it all together. Your audience was kind of small. So yeah. live and learn, yeah. like Stuart said, and. And, you know, they'll bounce back or they use pieces of this type of experience in amazing new ways and, you know, mix it to see what comes of that. So, like we said, again, not much at Hollywood Studios. We think those were like the three big things that we did see happen this this past year. Uh, let's hop over to Animal Kingdom real quick. I think this is the one where we didn't see almost really any really big changes or noteworthy things. They did celebrate their 25th anniversary in April which is cool, a nice milestone. The, and, you know, in April, they always celebrate uh, Earth, but they do Earth Month, right? Uh, so they did have a few special things acknowledging it was the 25th anniversary. But other than that, uh, unless anybody else has anything, there wasn't much that I can recall at Animal Kingdom this past year. Uh, in Dino Land, was Dino Land closed this year? Did most of the rides go down or was the no. construction... Primeval World closed, but that may have actually been 2022. I don't remember exactly was when it that was. Was it? Um, they actually demolished, demolished it. It was de the it demolishing happened this year, and okay. the benches went in because you know we we do need more seating. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we see some see, stuff coming. I'm kind of sad to see Dinoland go. I mean, I'm not like distraught over it, but it was a nice. Um, it was a different in, it was a unique, like yeah. it had the certain sort of vibe. It was sort of this boardwalky thing. Um, it was unique and you mix that with dinosaurs. I thought it was good. Does that mean I don't want something like Zootopia or Indiana Jones? Absolutely not. Both of those should, should happen. And we'll, um, we'll talk more about that uh, towards the end of the episode too. Right, right, right. Okay. But yeah. But, you know, I think it's okay that, that Dinoland was there for a long time. I can remember taking my little guy and he just sat in that dig pit 
for days upon yeah. days upon days. Luckily, the dig pit is still there. Well, so there you go. Right now. Like the ride dinosaur, the fossil part, the dig site. Yeah. That part I always understood. It's the carnival. It was it's the, the carnival, carnival section that right. throws that. they had those, those and, and it, it, it stunk because every time we walked through it, Lincoln was like, Dad, Dad, I want to play the, the water balloon game. I'm like, buddy, like we live in New Jersey. You can do that any summer you want. <laughs> yeah, and they right. charge you $15 <laughs> instead of $5. Like, let's go to the ride. So yeah. it was like a you're trap. Like, like, they got you like, there. It's Coney. Is it Coney Island that's near you guys? So that's in New York. But we New have York. tons of. We're about a half an hour from there. So yeah, we're we not have, that far. We have like Point Pleasant yeah, like, Seaside. We can do that at home. And he's right. like, well, I'm here. Right. Yeah, I want to do it now for Rufus. And it's not like you get like good gifts there. Yeah. Right. You get like a no, dinosaur. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I want a Mickey. Right. <laughs> a Mickey dinosaur, yeah. even. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. So that's that's really Animal Kingdom. We saved the best, I think, for last, uh, and that's Magic Kingdom. I think they had some of the biggest changes, maybe not the most. Like Epcot may have actually had more changes. Yeah. But these were things that I think people were waiting for for a very long time in magic kingdom uh and some pretty big things that happened i'll say both good and bad because there are definitely some things that people are very upset about and there are some things people are very excited about um i'm going to start off by talking i think about the biggest physically change uh is tron light cycle finally opened and I say finally open because it's been a number of years since they a started long time. that that project. And it <laughs> impacted a lot of different things, which we also have on this list. But I really we went we went on it uh, over the summer. I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, because of how fast it was. You're also not oh. really a roller coaster person in general. Right, but I love rock and roller coaster and I love Guardians of yeah. like that's my favorite ride. So I do like roller mm -hmm. coasters. Tron, not like the speed, but how quickly it's over. Like you're in this line for a very yeah. long time. It's over super quick. It's like 30 seconds long. Yeah. And the best part is when you're in that canopy. When you go outside and you you see everything, and then you're inside and it's just a bunch of flashing lights. And I'm colorblind and flashing lights mess with my face. So I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I did like the canopy part. We did it during the day. I would love to see it at nighttime, so I'll definitely give it another shot at nighttime. But it was over very yeah. quickly. Now, that's not to say that it's not a great addition to the park because a lot of people like Tron, the property. A lot of people like the ride. So I'm not saying that everybody's going to hate the ride. Just be personally, I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I think it fits in well over there. It looks, you know, spacey enough to be next to Space Mountain uh, instead of, like, those real quick angles. It's more of that flowy thing which i thought was kind yeah. of cool um it looks cool at nighttime when it's all lit up from the outside even mm -hmm. when you're not on the ride so i was excited to see that open uh, and just have another mm -hmm. thrill ride because i feel like that's one of the things that disney not that they need it because it's a different type of park it's not a thrill park it's a theme park but it's nice for them to include that for those people that want that and i feel like that's one of the biggest debates people always have with disney which is a whole other episode but like, oh, it's not enough thrill. Like, I want more right. exciting things, and I think Tron delivers on that. Yeah. Have any it of fits. you got the chance to go on it? it? It opened. It was open only to I think it was at the at that time cast member previews yeah. when we were there in February. Right, right. So uh, I wasn't able to 
wiggle my way in. But uh, man, I would love to see that. I'd love to right. experience it. I have heard the same thing you said, though, Matt, that it's been that it's a very short experience it's and so it's over so quickly. quickly. Yeah. yeah. If it was if it was maybe another 15 to 20 seconds longer, then I feel like you really get that like, whoa, but it starts so quick. And you're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, we're done. I think it's because you get so excited because it, it is a good ride. Yeah. You get so excited. The fact that it's, you don't actually get to the point where you're f- like fully understanding what's going on because you're in that adrenaline rush period for too long. And it just feels like it kind of ends abruptly because of that. Do you think the, the rewritability of it is impressive? So I think... You'll want to experience it, like I said, both during the day and night. Okay. Um, but it will depend. Uh, it will depend on, I think, your initial love of the ride, right? And if you're willing to wait, like if the, yeah. if, it depends on your like your level of patience. Like I hate waiting, and I don't think it's worth my money to pay for it like cosmic rewind i will pay individual lightning lane every single time like yeah. i don't care how much it costs i will pay you your 35 dollars if i get to go on that ride because i love that ride that much i will go on it and it has the different songs and it, it's yeah. that has immense rewritability uh, i'm with tron, you on that ride yep yeah tron is you know it's a different it, it's different it's different and but, other than the know, day and the night, it's the same, right? Other than the time of right, day, like the experience right. that you're getting is the same, yeah. right? Nothing we'll changes. We'll have to do yeah. like a like a top ten roller coaster thrill ride episode. Um, and if we do that, if it was my list, that would be towards the bottom of that list. Yeah. Okay. But it's there. It's good. Some people will love it. I'm not saying that you won't love it. Um, Crystal went on it with me, so yeah, I enjoyed it. It was just so fast. Yeah. It was so fast. It yeah. looks so nice in Tomorrowland, and, and yeah. it, it just seems to fit so seamlessly seamlessly into Tomorrowland, which is, I don't exactly feel the same way about Splash Mountain. Can, can we maybe just go there next? Yeah, go ahead, Jim. Just jump right into <laughs> Splash Mountain. So we have one, we have an addition, and we're going to go to Yeah. It. So yeah. I, I've always loved Splash Mountain. That being said, I will be excited for Princess and the Frog. Uh, if I'm, I put on my Imagineer hat and think about where theming works well. I think, I think that a um, a you know Tiana's Bayou Adventure works so nicely in Disneyland, where you're right there by New Orleans Square. Mm-hmm. But I understand why both of them are both of the Splash Mountains are gone. And, you know, if it was up to me independently, I might keep one and retheme one and you can get, have one thing to do at one park and one at another, and both fits in its land and its respective park. But, you know, that's not, that's not really entirely why they're being changed. So I get it, you know? Yeah. We've heard that from other people. Like they feel like it's a good change for Disneyland because they have right square. It fits in Disney world maybe not so much because it's not necessarily new orleans we're talking about we're talking more about the right. west and the frontier and it's either they would have to keep 
what they had or change it to something completely different, or they're going to have to right. do a little bit more retheming to that land, to that area. That's yes. my hope that maybe yeah. it's going to be a segue into what is beyond. Is that your hope or, oh, you know, you know oh. we're going to not retheming not addition. addition. Oh, yeah. So we are talking that there is space behind yeah. and maybe we'll see the villains world come um, I know that there's been talk about Tom Sawyer Island being rethemed a little bit. So hopefully oh, I would miss that. <laughs> hopefully. I, yeah. I, we still, again, we have never been over there or yeah. I've never been over there. That's the one thing I think I've done in Disney that she's never done. Yeah. yeah I've never been over there. So, you know, maybe this is going to be our transition point or our, you know, our stop we'll from fantasy world. I mean, it's not in fantasy world, but you know, like the IP of, you know, the princess worlds, let's, let's put yeah. it that way. And yeah. maybe a transition into villains, maybe but eventually. Splash, Splash yeah. Mountain did close this year to, I don't think I heard any, I don't think I heard from anybody. Yay. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe Stuart. It. Stuart really likes uh, Tiana, right? I don't think I heard anybody say like, "Yay, they're getting rid of Splash Mountain." If somebody said, "Yay," it was, "Yay, we're getting a Tiana or a Princess." Yeah, Pride. Yeah, but it wasn't, nobody said, "Yes, we're getting rid of Splash Mountain." Right. If I heard anything about Splash Mountain, it was more like, "No, I love Splash Mountain." Yeah, I've done that one. But and the thing is, <laughs> the thing that. I found interesting too is a lot of people are like, no, you can't change it. Splash Mountain wasn't one of the original rides that came around like right. the nineties, right? Uh, so, yeah. yeah, or late eighties. That, 80s, that early was my 90s. point about it. Is like, right. I mean, there, the day after it it closed, people were putting flowers, you know, like it had died, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah, and like I was just like, station down or something. you know, this is not an opening day attraction. Now, that's when I have a strong opinion. <laughs> yeah. So it's not um, Mr. Toad, in other words. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was very indifferent about the whole situation because, quite honestly, I mean, I've been going to Disney World since 1979. I've never ridden Splash Mountain. Oh, wow. I rode one okay. time and I don't like the ride. Don't okay. uh, don't like walking around soaking wet. Just it's just if yeah. I want to go to a water park, I'll head to <laughs> the water park. That's just my thing. I, yeah, I didn't you mind know? the 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 water part. I don't like to drop and with no nothing holding me in. Like like Crystal said, I used to be afraid of roller coasters. Like I did not like them. Uh, finally, I went on rocking roller coasters. Like oh wait a minute, I've been missing out on life, but. <laughs> Rock and roller coaster, right? It yeah. has the shoulder harness and Cosmic yeah. Rewind has the black bar that locks you in and Splash Mountain. They're like, no, no, just go on this thing and we're going to push you off the edge of this mountain. You're yeah. fine. And I was like, mm -mm, I'm, I'm not doing Big that. Th Big Thunder's the same way. I mean, I'm sitting there with my husband who's a lot yeah. bigger than me. I pull that bar down <laughs> and I've got about, you know, six <laughs> inches have, in, in between the bar and me. She's moving up and, and I'm coming up yeah. on the sea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you know. You'll then, find me in that gully over there, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you're they definitely need. Yeah. They definitely need better restraints. I mean, I love Big Thunder. I love it. It's fun, but I would really like to ride by myself once so I can feel safe. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, I, but yeah. talking about the the drop on Splash Mountain, like even if it didn't have that drop, I just love the ride for the theming yeah. of it and for the yeah. story. And it's happy and it's fun. And like, right. I, you is. could take you could take the drop out. I wouldn't even care. And actually, yeah. though, if we're talking about the drop. So we did do we have had the opportunity to do both the Magic Kingdom one many enough times. And we got mm-hmm. to do the Disneyland one a couple of times. Oh, my goodness. The difference between how wet we got, like we got way more soaked in disneyland our (laughs) our daughter had tears in her eyes because she was afraid she was just going to have to be like wet all day we had a change of shorts and a change of t-shirt for so she was okay but like if we have we have the ride photo where she has like she's kind of smiling but you can see like the red face and the tears in her (laughs) eyes but oh my gosh do you get wet on that so i understand johanna that uh, like i don't love getting wet either and I, i think we actually even wore like the plastic thing uh, this we went on a second time later or on a different day at disneyland and we wore the plastic things just because no one does want to get that wet not okay. if you're in a park where you're not meant to get wet so it, not so much that it's my feet like you know yeah. it would have to bring some kind of flip-flops or something because well, walking we around with wet feet is it's not, not fun, fun. Yeah, yeah so so this this is this is uh my childhood because i grew up going to disneyland we were west coast kids and so i i might have just pointed east it doesn't matter so uh yeah we were west coast kids so like having to walk around in soggy socks um and (laughs) soggy tennis shoes is a thing i know very well uh i am not sad we're losing splash mountain um prayer rabbit the whole song of the south tie-in um, I don't want to get into all of that, but it is okay that it's updated. It's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also okay that uh, we, we well, what happened is we kind of divorced it from Song of the South and that wasn't the greatest move ever. That being said, adding Tiana to it or making it more Tiana, having a representation of Tiana in the park, that's awesome. And that's mm-hmm. what we want to see. I have um, my oldest is turning 18 in July when they were, you know, seven, eight, nine. I stood in line for two hours two <laughs> count them two hours to see a certain princess who may or may not have been there. And, wow. and we stood, we were crossing our fingers. It was four, Oh, please let this princess be there. And sure enough, the princess was there. And that kid floated around Disneyland Park for the rest of the day. (laughs) That's the thing I want, right? What I want, Stuart, is I want them to hand out beignets in line. Now, see, (laughs) now we're we're talking. So when we went to we went to Disneyland this year instead of Disney World this year, and we got to go to um, Tiana's. Uh, uh, palace that is an amazing restaurant and and talk about some gumbo man oh all <laughs> of the things that she talks about in the movie making they're there and they're mouth-watering and i'm i'm yeah. getting it right now so i think it's going to be a good one and i think it's going to be top of people's lists when it finally hits does it fit with the rest of i don't know they'll figure it out yeah they're they're well, imagineers then- for a reason <laughs> Will one of them be opening in 2024? I don't remember. I, is that still not till 2025? 
I think California is slated for like April or something like this coming April. Soon, yeah. When we were in Disney World, some of the scaffolding was starting to come Uh, down. So hopefully, you know, hopefully we will see both of them opening. Right. That is exterior. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. But talking about some things that don't fit in. The hat box. See, I agree. Oh, with you, but go ahead. Are you, really? So, oh, so a lot really? of um, so the hat some people box have a big ghost, problem. Some people have a lot of yeah. problems. Yeah, I like to bring those problems up. <laughs> so the hat box ghost has arrived at Haunted Mansion, and I am so excited that he's here. Awesome character. Awesome. Um, he looks amazing. Yep. His placement, though. I, where else are you gonna put him? I don't know where else you would put him. Like just like, where's shove him in a corner. I well, mean, where is he placed? So he's, he's where the he is currently placed where the condol- candelabra is Student floating the down the hallway. hallway. The endless oh. hallway, and it's is so there used to be. It's called the Donald Duck chair mm-hmm. that used to be sitting there right on the left. Well, they removed the Donald Duck chair. They moved that and they put him there. The Donald Duck chair is now in the library. Right with the other chair and the the placement's a little off on the chair but it does look like yeah but it's right there to the left of that endless hallway so when you look down you see the camera but i do i mean that's where i think he should be because he's always coming down halls attacking people and stuff that's i think he should he should be at the hallway if he, he were in, in like the ballroom, I'd be really right. upset about it. <laughs> right. Well, he can't be in the ballroom because he'd be too far away. You wouldn't actually right. get to see him. He can't yeah. be in the cemetery because he should be inside the mansion. You can't. And put he him should in be the, in the beginning. Right. You can't put him in the stairwell because you can't see anything in there. You can't put him with the guy playing the piano because that's the one thing there, and you won't be able to see him. Like where else? You're not going to put him in the library. You don't want to like start right. Can't off put him in the him. attic. Yeah, can't, can't put, put him in the attic. attic. It's pretty yeah, packed up there. They won't get along. <laughs> I mean, maybe she already. He, he doesn't have a head. She chops heads off. Who knows? But, yeah, you know, might be I, might be her next husband. <laughs> right. So we were actually talking to a cast member when we were down there about it, and he was. He said he got the chance to. He knew like the, some of the Imagineers that were working on the on the project. And they brought that up. There were like a lot of people were disappointed with the placement of the Hatbox Ghost. And essentially, the Imagineer said it came down to an outlet, a couple of just well, logistics, right? (laughs) One was where can we actually plug him in, right? (laughs) Where is there the availability of getting an animatronic that's going to draw power? And they said that's one of the spots where they had that where he would fit. But also, they said it had to do with lighting because in order for the, the you know, the illusion to work, it has to have the right lighting. And in some of the rooms, it does not have the lighting it needs. And then it, it came down to the story. They're like, we're they're not going to put him in the graveyard. They're not going to put him in the ballroom. They said, so this is the spot. Other than building a whole new room for him, this is the spot where you would put him. Whether you like agree or disagree on his placement, he is, he is amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. the coolest addition. He's almost too new in a sense Mm -hmm. for the haunted mansion for the animatronics that are there Mm -hmm. so as you like see him he's just so updated he really stands out but he's awesome (laughs) what i love about the hat box ghost of him 
What I love about the Hatbox Ghost and all of its incarnations is that was an original Rolly Crump thing and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. couldn't figure out the technology to make it work. Yeah. And well, it they, works. They finally got it working. And it that's works. Awesome. And it is amazing. And if you get the opportunity for, you know how the ride often breaks breaks down in quotations <laughs> because they pause the ride for people to transition. If you get to pause there, Watch it. Yeah. he does so many things that mm-hmm. our car, our doom buggy had passed him. And I was looking around the other ones to see what else he did because it is just... Yeah, it's not he's just all- like that flicker. Like he does that where it goes back and forth, but there's more like facial movement yeah. and things like that. It's pretty oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Um. So we got the hat box. We do have another character. We have Asha. Asha? Asha? I don't even know how to say it because I didn't see the movie yet. Wish, Asha. the new Wish movie. Uh, she has a meet and greet in, in Magic Kingdom as well. But the other big change, so the, one, the last one that we have on our list is uh, the return of so it, it's kind of taking away and, and replacing but the return of something old is new again i don't know but happily ever after the fireworks show is returning to the magic kingdom uh it is replacing enchanted johanna uh, is so excited <laughs> she just excited. jumped up and down <laughs> i know some people were like well why not if you're gonna bring back that just bring back wishes but other people were like they're happy to see happily ever after come back um yeah i i liked happily ever after more than enchanted the thing i liked about enchanted is how they did incorporate the projections on the main street buildings because that was kind of new to that so i'm hoping that they are still able to do that somehow because i think it added a layer to enjoying the show if you're on main street which i can't see why they wouldn't be able to do that but that is the other big thing that happened in 2023 happily ever after has returned to the park which that's already that's already has started and we did not get the opportunity on our little weekend trip because we saw the christmas because we saw the christmas show instead which i'm not sad uh, i'm sad about but not sad about at the same time um can't be sad about christmas no you can't be sad about christmas (laughs) fireworks but i would love to see (laughs) happily ever after again because that is such a good show Mm. Right. So was there anything else uh, at Magic Kingdom wise that stood out or again, were those kind of the main ones? I'm happy oh, the train is back. That's yeah. I was just saying that. Did we the mention train? that? Yeah. And that goes hand in hand with Tron because it was closed right. because of Tron because of the construction. And they they actually did open it slightly before Tron reopened because they were able to get that tunnel clear. Uh, but now, yeah, you can you can do your loop again. Which is crazy that Lincoln, who's been going for the past, he's six, he's been there 10 times. This was his first trip that he wrote wrote on it back in July when we went in July. And it was. It was great. Magical. Yeah, it was great. Being able to be on that train again. It's such a simple attraction that people often overlook. They Mm -hmm. don't acknowledge it. They did just say, oh, there's a train station. I'm going to walk past and go to my first thing. You guys don't do that. Like when you walk in, if that train is not stationed, run up the stairs and hop on it and just do a quick loop before you go in. It's a mode of, it's an actual mode of transportation, right? It stops in other lands. So if you don't want to walk from main <laughs> street back to fantasy land, just, just go on the train yeah. and it'll bring you back there. But yeah. taking a loop is one of the most fun things. 25 minutes, right? It takes 25 minutes Does, to get yeah, from start to end stuff. Something like that. Does it go through? I know it goes through the different lands and it's got the different stops and whatever but does it have 
like a tunnel or anything that you would go through? So there is one. Now uh, there is. Over by Tron. It has to go oh, through a tunnel okay. because of okay. the way it was built. Um, but yeah. What's what's in the tunnel? They have we some didn't, lights and stuff. Yeah, we didn't we didn't do a full loop this time. Um because we got off in to tomorrowland. Yeah, we I know got where off Stewart's in going. So Yeah, yeah. That exactly. That's when yeah. we when we did our when we like I said, we went this year to Disneyland. Yeah. The, uh, making the we didn't ride the train at all until that one stop from tomorrowland back to mainstream it's like okay we're mm. doing this and the kids are like fine it's like no <laughs> this is cool guys yeah, yeah. that's history wild. you see in that tunnel you see yeah. 1964 world's fair material yeah. in that tunnel yeah, yeah. yeah. which is pretty and cool it, and it's never gonna i mean i think that would be hard pressed to change if they changed it at all because it would it's such an iconic thing. Yeah. I like the innovation at Disney World. I think Disneyland is for the nostalgia. That's yeah. my personal opinion, but Well, yeah. okay, so that's a lot of what happened in Disney World. Uh, I know we're we're getting at to, you know, our hour, but there were a few things and again, we are primarily Disney World people, right? The the oh. those of us. I know I know Stuart, you I went know. to Disneyland a lot, but nowadays you go to Disney World <laughs> Yes, so, father. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. we have a lot, you know, with Disney World, but a few things did happen at some other parks. Uh, Disneyland saw the return of Toontown, right? Toontown came back and reopened so people can go there. Stuart, you mentioned a new place to eat. Tiana's Palace uh, reopened if you want some of that gumbo and beignet uh, type of cuisine. Over in Hong Kong, Disneyland, they got that World of Frozen, uh, which opened. So... A few things around the world. You see some of these parks. I'm sure there's other stuff like over in Paris and Shanghai that happened that we're just we've never been there. So I'm not really. Didn't the too... Zootopia thing open in Shanghai? I was I gonna if... say I thought that area or it's real close. Right? Yeah. Did it open or because I know they mentioned it at Destination D23. I don't know if it actually opened. Crystal's gonna look real quick for us. Um, what about in I Paris, the uh, the Marvel World of Marvel Hotel? Did that open uh, 2023 or was that I'm 2022? Sure. I know people stayed mm. that stayed there this past year, so yeah. it may have been open prior. To yeah, that. It, that Zootopia thing literally opened like five days ago, <laughs> like the okay. 20th of December. Yeah, so, eight days and ago. We know over, and that was Disney Shanghai, right? Yeah, it's in Shanghai. Right. So, and then over in the Shanghai Park, we see the Zootopia Land uh, has opened for people to enjoy. As of December, like 21st. Yeah. So, within yeah. the past couple of weeks, that opened up. So, I know that we're looking to the possibility of seeing Zootopia come to Disney World at some point, but they do have that over in Shanghai. So, a few cool things happening in some of the other parks around the world. Um, over on the cruise line side of things, they announced a new ship that they are going to be uh coming out soon i think it's 2025 it actually releases or the end of 2024 it's the last week of 2024, 2024. Uh, it's called the treasure so they gave us a name they they showed some really cool stuff if you love haunted mansion johanna they got the mm -hmm. haunted mansion lounge on there and things so that sounds really cool they did also change the way that their loyalty program works very recently uh their castaway what's it castaway, castaway club club uh they now require you to sail at least once uh every five years in order to maintain sail or book you can you can plan your trip so if it's on year six but as long as you planned it 
within your five years. Five years, you get to keep your level. Otherwise, you drop the level. So some people, you know, again, debate, should they do it? Should they not do it? But that is a change that happened on the uh, the cruise line side of things. Tons of stuff with movies and Disney Plus. I feel like maybe what we'll do is we'll do that on a different episode because there's a lot that happened in 2023 and that's coming out in 2024. So maybe we could do a quick one where we merge the two and we say, this is what happened. This is what we have coming forward. Um, but to wrap up today's discussion, some things did happen with Disney that fall outside of like an individual park. And they're kind of more on a company wide scale that we think we really should talk about. Uh, we mentioned, right. It's the hundredth anniversary of the Disney company, which is, an amazing feat, I think, when you think of just business in general. They're like one of four companies that have that made, have it, made it to a hundred years, right? I'm, I don't know how many. And they, the, the other companies have also celebrated it just recently, too. I forget what they are, but I know that I've seen them in the news headlines just but recently. a lot of times these companies that do last this long, they, they're very focused on a specific thing, right? Like, like you might think of like banks that have been around for a hundred years. You might think of other businesses that sell a specific product, right? And they've been around for a hundred years, but Disney is so big and has done so many things for them to not have failed is amazing to me because mm -hmm. they do so much. They have parks and their entertainment and live they're on Broadway and they publish books and they make toys and they, they do everything and they own stuff that a lot of people don't even know that it's owned by Disney and that they do this. So for them to be around for a hundred years, to be as successful as they are, even with the, the more current stuff, I know a lot of people are like, oh, their stock prices are falling and all this. They're still around and they're still extremely popular and they're still surviving and they're, they're celebrating. Hey, we've been around for this long. Look at all yeah. the new stuff that's coming, right? It, they have no, they have every intention of being around for another hundred years. So I am, I'm excited that that is. Speaking of the 100. Oh boy. So the, one of the other companies was Warner brothers. Okay. Yeah. It's national geographic, which, which Disney. is Disney now. <laughs> Marvel studios. I didn't know that they are 100? celebrating their hundredth year too. Yeah, yeah. I would never have guessed that. I thought they were like in the fifties no. that they started. Yeah. There's yeah. Marvel, I mean, Dan Lee Marvel just turned his old. birthday no. would have been the other day. He would have yeah. been 101. Yeah. He, it's not a hundred. Oh, maybe that's what I saw he's that he's celebrating his. Oh, okay. Yeah. That he was celebrating a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what I saw. No, I, I apologize guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they've been around, you know, the hundredth anniversary, uh, I, I feel like we just had to kind of acknowledge that one first. Did anything else, um, anyone else have anything like on the company side of things that um, is, is big news? Yeah, I, uh, they, they came out with a touring exhibit. Uh, I believe it's still touring. Um, and it was the Disney 100 exhibition. Um, right. And, the first uh, city it landed in was Philadelphia. And I, I'm very proud to say I was there on the first day <laughs> that it opened. Um, I've done a lot of things throughout the years with Disney and, and you know, dining with Imagineers and, and just I've done a lot. This is 
by far the greatest thing that I've ever done concerning Disney. Um, I'm an emotional person when it comes to Disney. It, It just really holds a special place in my heart. And to see items that, for example, sat on Walt's desk. Mm, yeah. And I'm just like right next to it. Um, to see the carousel horse that Mary Poppins rode. Um, there were just things that you just couldn't believe that they have this collection and they had the the you know the foresight to save all of this stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um it's amazing because you start out and it's just a blank screen and Walt talks to you and then Mickey comes and says, come on, you know, <laughs> um, if you, if it comes anywhere near your, your city, I would just highly, highly recommend going to see it. It's, yeah. it I can't, you know, it's, it's been 10 months and I'm still, <laughs> just like wow you know it's a really amazing mm-hmm. really amazing costumes and original um song uh lyrics and stuff uh, really i can't even say enough about how wonderful it was we didn't get the opportunity to go see it while it was at the franklin institute um it was on our list of to-dos and we just never made it but it is um currently in chicago um, it started in November on November 18th of this past year, and it's running through early 2024. So if you live in the Chicago area or if you can get to Chicago, like Joanna said, I would I suggest making a trip. It's also um, in London, a version of it through early 2024. So if you're over in that area across the pond, across the pond to our yeah. friends across the pond, um, I would I would suggest trying to yeah. visit it. Yeah, it's definitely. supposed to run for five years um, between uh, there's two different exhibits. Obviously there's the U S exhibit, but there's also the European um, you know, exhibit that is, it's got different stuff in it, which I mean, that, that just says something about how much stuff that they have, that they can have two <laughs> huge exhibits, you know? Um, but I, I, from what I understood, it, it's going to run for five years. Wow. So, so I told my hear... husband when it gets to New York city and when it gets to Boston, cause that's closer to me, I am definitely going again <laughs> and again. <laughs> yeah. So when we hear, if we hear it's next location, we'll definitely make sure to post that. Yeah. So that way our friends and followers and family can um, attempt to make a visit. And it's on our list if it comes closer to us. Um, One thing that I'd like to note is um, Bob Iger. (laughs) He's uh, we've we've extended his contract through 2026. We did. Yes. (laughs) We are the ones responsible for extending I, I always take ownership when we talk about we Disney. Did it. We, we did, did it. it. <laughs> yeah, so Disney extended uh, Iger's contract uh, back in July, right, uh, to 2026. He came back. He's here to try to right the ship. Uh, it was originally supposed to be, what, two years? And then he goes, ah, I might need more than two years to do this. Uh, well, because he has to do two things. He has to kind of right the ship, and he has to find the successor. 
and I'm have time to mentor. Yeah. Yeah. A proper successor. Right. You know what I want to see? This is what I want to see. In the past, the people that have, and again, another totally different episode, the times that have worked the best is when there's that two-headed dragon. You mm -hmm. have the business guy and you have the creative guy, right? You had Walt and you had Roy. You had Eisner and you had Wells. Oh, yep. Wells. You need, you need that balance. Iger, I think, has been pretty good at trying to balance the two, but to have those that team where they can bounce yeah. these ideas off each other and kind of keep each other in check and not allow it go to go more one way or the other. The simple fact that Walt himself had that, right? The With Walt Roy, and Roy, that yeah. He had that. That should be proof enough that this company does better when they have that. Yeah. So I would love to see another tandem come in next yeah. and, and bring us into the I next part. Yeah, I totally agree because I mean a lot of a lot of people are one or the other. If you right. if you're very creative, you might not be so great with the business side. <laughs> um I'm not saying everybody, but you know, I think that they're either right brain or heads brain, are better right? than one, you know, and and I think they really do need someone who is very, very creative. Um, there's a lot of complaints about the movies aren't up for up to par, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, you know, maybe some some fresh ideas uh, would be would be a good idea. Yeah, the, the sense I get from uh, from Chapek was that he was he was more of the the accountant side of it, right? The money yeah. side and yeah. not as much the dreamer creator side. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's uh, lots of things that haven't gone so well that were under his tenure that maybe are unfairly attributed to him, but, you know, definitely I think he lacked some of the, the vision and the creativity and the magic that it takes for someone to run Disney versus many other companies. Right. Yeah. But he was, wasn't he the chief financial officer? before prior, prior to i think that might have yeah. been his position i'm yeah, not positive yeah. he was also so, the, he was also the guy who's responsible for the entire home video market <laughs> uh, so i mean we're all right in that he needs i think they need someone to to you know roy wrote the checks right and yeah. and walt dreamed it all up and I, and i and i don't disagree that that needs to happen um I I think though that's a it's a bigger concern than just the Disney company. I think there's a lot of yeah. uh companies in the world who are just like, that well, there's going to be one guy and and that doesn't work either. Right, so. right. Uh Jim, was there anything else, you know, company wide that stood out to you over the past year? Yeah, you know, I mean, the whole Reedy Creek thing has gotten gone from bad to worse and ugly. And, uh, you know, it's it's sad to see this division between Disney and the state of Florida. It's maybe not right. the entire state of Florida, but it's, you know, with the governor. Right. And it just, uh, and it, it's something in, that's been working that, so nicely. We have, I've heard people say it's 22. Was it 22 that it started? But it, okay. But it's just gotten, it's, just it's accelerated. All yeah. Year. Yeah. So it's, it's in the news all the time where you're just like, okay, well, what's it? Yeah. one side sues the other, then they counter sue, and they're trying to drop things and do this. And it's just, I mean, the thing that stands out to me, and I'm not going to get on either side of this, the thing that stands out to me 
is right. Iger came back and he came out and he said, listen, I am more than willing to sit down and talk with the governor and to figure this out. And then the governor was like, I know, like, I don't have time for that. It's like, so then what was the actual objective? If you're not willing to sit down and at least talk about what's going on and see if there is some sort of compromise or a way that you can work and get the, because you, you need that relationship to be positive between the state of Florida and Disney world. They both, they both heavily rely on each other. Right. So it, it's not mm -hmm. beneficial. I think to either of them to, to not be taught at least talking to each other. It so, just seems like a misguided political flex on the part of right. the governor. That's sort of what it feels like to me. Right. So, you know, it's still going on. It's something that we'll be seeing well into the rest of this year and and moving forward. Um, other than that, uh, Disney, you know, with Iger back, he did do a little restructuring. One of the things uh, they have lots of divisions with different names. The big one that you know affects kind of us as parks fans was always Disney Parks Experiences and Products, but they just kind of renamed that to Disney Experiences. So that's part of that consolidation that Iger is in the process of doing. There's been people who have been let go. They're taking steps to save money because they realize that some of the things that they were doing were maybe bleeding the company of some funds. So they're trying to right the ship that way and kind of condensing and, and can... Um, what am I like combining these different divisions together into bigger ones and maybe cutting some of the executives out that were making some big paychecks that might maybe didn't have to be there anymore. Uh, he that's one way that they're trying to do it. And the thing that I did like about that was right when Iger came back, he said, Oh, we're gonna have to let go a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but I mean, yeah, sure, a lot of people, but like 8,000 people, right? He didn't just start cutting like hourly work cast members right he didn't go into magic kingdom and say okay you guys work in the retail store we're gonna let go of all of you and you're a fast uh, fast uh, photo pass photographer we're gonna let you go and you work in janitorial no he was like okay we can get rid of that executive and we can yeah. get rid of this division <laughs> like this whole head like we don't need them so mm -hmm. it was it was and i think it was an honest attempt to trim the fat to try to make stuff a little bit more soluble for them so that way they can move forward and, and have a better financial standing, which I think they're taking the right steps for. They're losing I mean, what... so oh part of oh, that okay. is Disney Plus. And it's such mm. a I mean, we all love it. We will gladly pay them whatever they oh, want, yeah. right? Yeah. But they are losing a lot of money on it. Right. And the and part of that is the 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 negative that, press but yeah right well there's also that initial cost of starting this mm -hmm. right it's it's still relatively new in the grand scheme of things that did right Disney's 100 years old and right. even in streaming right like things like netflix have been around for much longer than disney plus so when they started it right their whole idea was oh we need to pump out all of this new exciting product in order to draw people to us. And they did that. If you remember when it, the first year that they started, they they said, mm -hmm. oh, this is what we expect to get in the first year. And they like doubled it by the time they were like, wow, like everybody joined. But then the bill came due, right? <laughs> they, yeah. They, yeah. Everything. The they go, okay, well now we have to pay the bill. So yeah, he's slowing down some of those projects that they had planned, right? So a lot of the things that were gonna come out in 2024, right? This, this year, 
uh, have been pushed to 2025 or 2026 because he's trying to spread the bill out a little bit farther. And that's, you know, that's I, the fact I feel like you had the actors. You had the, the actor strike, strike and the, just and say the that. screenwriters. That didn't help anything in any streaming or any television right, or movies. With that, you you're not going to have new stuff if if everything that was recorded in 2023 now you have a pause and it's going to delay things from 2024 and 2025. So you have to spread out what you do have. So that way you do have new content because otherwise we will hit a point where we don't have new stuff. Um, and we also were seeing the official takeover of Hulu. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have had the honor, but our Disney plus, we have the beta for Hulu being merged Ooh. in and um, it's pretty cool being able to not sign into a separate app. I would love to hope, and I hope that we will see like ABC live, um, merge into them at some point because the Christmas day parade, we couldn't even watch without, I had to buy another subscription to another company and oh, it was geez. just, you know, having Hulu live and, Disney Plus merged together, hopefully we'll be able to get that ABC Live um, brought in. But that's, you know, another conversation for another day. Well, that's another thing that happened this past year with them trying to determine what they're going to do with their linear TV divisions and separating ESPN and doing all this stuff. So there's a lot of big changes that they're starting this. They started this past year that are going to be going on into 2024. Um, and yeah, to to see what's going even farther past that. Um, you know, not many other major things. Uh, if you're into like <laughs> merch, there's this Lorcana game, Lorcana game, yes. um, that caused like this crazy fury. Like it was like everybody was trying to get them and you couldn't find these. It's like a trading mm -hmm. card game. Uh, so Disney, you know, branching out and, and trying to find that next big exciting <laughs> thing that people line up for and try to get all of the cards yeah. and stuff. So that's kind of cool. I know. Take a bite. Jan yeah you said you got some right oh yeah i did i got a yeah our, our son is into pokemon so this feels like disney trying to take a bite out of the pokemon market or you know magic the gathering you know those those i don't i don't know if they're called role-playing game i forgot the exact collectible card games is, collectible card games yeah is their sort of official yeah official, but they're you know. pretty cool it looks a little comp we haven't tried to play it yet uh, but right. yeah i got like a starter deck and then a couple of booster packs and they're fun they're beautiful cards yeah um, and they're a lot of fun to look at and we may try to play it too you know I, and if i don't if we don't play it a whole lot then i don't want to just sit in a box and go in a closet like I'll, I'll do something with them maybe make a little collage or do something creative as a way to display them because they are pretty cool are they yeah. similar to the Kingdom Keepers cards that Walt Disney World used sorcerers to have? Sorcerers. Oh, the sorcerers. The, yeah. the sorcerers. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Are no, they? I never did it. So they're, loved... they're close. They're close. Yeah, I loved the sorcerers game. And we started to actually collect them with Lincoln. And all of a sudden, they got rid of it. Like, we started was... collecting them the year that they ended it. Yeah. Yes. We got, we got them, like, the binder. We of got all the stuff. And all of a sudden, it was gone. Yeah. It it's it it scratches a, a similar itch uh but yeah. it's not the same gotcha all right so to wrap things up like really quickly let's go around real quick what's the one thing that stood out most to you in 2023 Stuart we'll start with you uh uh yes yes pressure Stuart 
<laughs> honestly, honestly, I hate to say this, but tearing down the walls in Epcot. I, I'm yeah, sorry. I like it. Hey, it's, I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. And more to come in 2024. Yeah. It, yeah. It, Epcot in general. Epcot in general. I love <laughs> to see the fact that it, it's getting its its time in the it's sun. coming together. Right. Yeah. All right. What about you, Johanna? Um, I would have to say it's probably the 100 year exhibition uh, that was jaw dropping for me um, inside the parks. Um, probably Tron opening yeah. just because every time I went, it was like, take a picture and, and see the development of it. You know, so it was it was nice that it finally opened. Yeah, the ride ride people mover just so you could see beyond the walls to see what have, was going on the progress. I could do like a flip book of pictures of the development of of Tron, you know, That's from funny. beginning to end. You know, save those for Disney two hundred, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, Jim, and what about you? What stood out most? Yeah, my answer was going to be very much what Stewart's was, was seeing Epcot come back and be whole again. Uh, but I, I guess even more than that is just the return of things that we love, not just from the mm -hmm. pandemic, although that is part of it. But, you know, we well, like that has like the trams that have come back, the parking lot trams, which right. affect a lot of people. When we go, we stay in a, a Disney resort and we don't touch the big giant parking <laughs> lots. But right. but I know that was a big thing for a lot of people. But uh, you know, the, the Epcot walls coming down, the train starting up again around Magic Kingdom. That was a big one. Uh, yeah. Just it feels complete again. Uh, so it, it, and to see another way to appreciate Walt Disney in that Dreamers Point statue mm -hmm. is is because I'm a I'm I'm a Disney fan, but I'm really deep down in my heart. I'm a Walt Disney mm. fan of Walt, the man, the Walt, the person. And anytime there's another way to appreciate Walt Disney and remember him and keep his memory alive, then I'm all for it. So seeing that come, I can't wait to see it myself. I've seen all the photos and I'm thrilled with it. And I know we've already talked about that. So, yeah, I'm always happy to find another way to get Walt into the parks or into the resorts in some way. Christmas, oh, what's that yeah. you have? The official Walt Disney quote book. I love oh, it. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's Christmas, awesome. Yes, yeah. That's I get great. a book. I get a Walt Disney book every Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Awesome. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Just a few things that stood out to us at Walt Disney World and beyond this past year. We know there are probably many more things that happen, and we'd love to hear anything that stood out to you over on our socials. We want to thank our friends, Johanna, Jim, and Stuart, for joining us on today's episode. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you all real soon. Sounds great. Take care, everybody. Happy New Year. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> we also want to thank all of you for tuning in. Be sure to hit that follow button to stay up to date on all of our latest episodes. We'd also love to have you be part of our show. If you'd like to be a guest on an upcoming episode or have an idea for a topic you'd like to hear, please reach out to us over on our website, marriedtoadisneyaddict.com, or on our social pages on Facebook and Instagram by searching Married to a Disney Attic. We'd love to have, we'd love to have you, I'm sorry. We'd love to have you become part of our Ohana. We'd love to have you become part of our Ohana. We hope you have enjoyed Why Can't I Speak? <sighs> oh. there again. We'd love to have you 
oh my god what is wrong with me <laughs> take a sip of your water or something jeez <laughs> this is why we edit yeah <laughs> this is why anybody edits <laughs> we'd love to have you become part of our ohana hope you all enjoyed the show and as always see you real soon <laughs> <laughs>